You are listening to the Impact Church Podcast. To learn more about Impact Church, visit us online at impactharlem.org. You can also check us out on social media. Last Sunday of 2021, and it's crazy, that's wild to me. It's, it's been a year that has just flown by, and... Man, I was talking to a pastor buddy of mine, and I said, hey, so what's a really good topic to end the year with? Like, what, what would you preach to your group if you, if you had one thing you could preach about, what would it be? And he said, man, it's always good to talk about the devil. And I was like, let's keep my mother-in-law out of this, right? I don't want to talk about, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I love my mother-in-law. She makes amazing peanut butter fudge, and I love to eat, as you guys know. So, Here's, here's a statistic that I have for you, and I, I have a few for you this morning, but I don't want to overwhelm you with those, but I want you to just know some things that have happened here at Impact Church in 2021. So first of all, the average church in America grows by one person a year. One person. That's the average church in America. Some grow more than that, some maybe lose, um, but the average of, of church growth in America is one person. Now I want you to know that at Impact Church we've we've added to our family by about 20 people and that's something to praise God for. God continuously he is shows his faithfulness to us. He he continuously pours blessings out on us. On top of the 20 additional uh, family members here at Impact, we've had over 100 first-time visitors throughout the year 2021. Now, I don't know if that number blows your mind or not. It blows my mind that God continuously shows us that there are people in our community that need Jesus. There are people in our community that need a church family to be a part of. There are people in our community who are hurting and broken and in need of something. And He continuously, God continuously sends people to impact church and to other churches around the community because they're searching for Him. And they're searching for something greater than this life has to offer. And I say all that not to, not to say that numbers are important. The, the number that's important is that people are really coming to know Jesus, to grow in His love, and to show His love to the world. And the more people that we get to engage and interact with, the more people we get to show God's love too. And I'm just so proud to be a part of a church that really cares about the city. And I'm so thankful that we have a family at Impact Church that really buys into the mission. And the mission is to help people know who God is, to get closer to Him, and then to go out and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Man, it's amazing. There will always be people. I want you to hear this. There will always be people who are hurting and broken and in need of Jesus. Always. So what that tells me is, even though 2021 has been a really good year for us at Impact Church, man, our our people here at Impact, you guys that are wherever you are watching this online, man, you have been faithful and you've been committed and you've been dedicated and God has worked through you in 2021. And I'm grateful for you. I praise God for you. But what I don't want us to do 
is allow the, the comfort of going into a new year stop us from doing what God has called us to do. Because I think a lot of times we get to the end of the year and, man, we've had a really good year and we begin to kind of settle into the comfort of life. And what we can't do is we can't, as Christ followers, ever get comfortable just sitting around. So as we finish this year, what I want us to do is I want us to look at what it, what it really means to be engaged in the mission of God. I want us to see how the, the, the land of comfort looks. And then I want us to see how it looks to be fully engaged. And then individually, we can, we can really reflect and we can examine our own hearts and our own lives and see which land that we're living in. And my prayer is that after today, that we can all boldly say that we're living fully engaged in the mission of Jesus. We're going to be in uh, Numbers chapter 32. And I know that this is way, way, way Old Testament, right? So what, what I want to do is I want to set this up a little bit. The context of this is God sees that the Israelites, uh, they're enslaved. He delivers them. He tells them He has a land for them. We all know that story for the most part. They wander in the desert for 40 years. Uh, that's the short version. And here in this passage, they're once again on the banks of the Jordan River. So there's a, there's a land that has been promised to them that they haven't crossed into yet. So we're going to be in Numbers chapter 32. We're just going to read verses 1 through 5 this morning. It says, and there's a lot of big words here, so bear with me. It says, Now the people of Reuben and the people of Gad had a very great number of livestock, and they saw the land of Jazir and the land of Gilead, and behold, the place was a place of livestock. So the people of Gad and the people of Reuben came and said to Moses and Eleazar, the priest, and to the chiefs of the congregation, Ataroth, Debon, Jazir, Nimrod, Heshbon, Elielah, Simba, Nebo, and Beyond, the land, we'll get there in a minute, the land the Lord struck down before the congregation of Israel is a land for livestock, and your servants have livestock. And they said, if we have found favor in your sight, let this land be given to your servants for a possession. Do not take us across the Jordan. Let's pray really quick. God, I pray that you speak this morning through your spirit. God, I pray that as we get ready to end this year, that we do so fully engaged in what you have for us. For the last week of this year into 2022, to be the followers that you've called us to be. God, I we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So, here's what's going on. These, these people see that there's a land across the Jordan that God has promised them. And it's a land that, man, it's, it's flourishing. It's a land that they will experience a lot, of, a lot of good stuff. But it's also a land of persecution and hardship because they're going to have to fight to take this land. Now, keep in mind that God has promised them this land, but at the same time, they know that it's going to be a difficult journey. So although God has promised them all this beautiful stuff, and God has promised them that He would be with them, that He would guide them, that He would lead them, they're still going to have to face adversity when they cross over the Jordan. So what they're saying here is they're, they're saying, hey, we're really comfortable on the east side. Like, we're comfortable with the livestock that we have. We're comfortable with the life that we've made. 
I know that you've promised us something better, but we're really just cool being settled here. Because, you know what? There is no adversity. There is no enemy. There is no fighting. And we kind of have a little bit of what we want. Maybe not everything. And, man, they're just they're kind of in this moment, in this season of they just want to settle in their comfort. And what I, what I really want us to hear this morning is that, man, when we settle in the comfort, then we lose out on all that God has promised us. God has promised us way more than the comfort that we've created for ourselves. See, some of us are settling for less than what God has promised. And when we do that, man, we lose out on all that God wants to do through us and for us. And, and what we can't do is we can't get to a place at the end of the year, going into a new year where we're just, we finally made it, right? I think we get there sometimes that, man, we're searching and we're going and we're on this journey and then we finally make it. And when we make it, we stop. Man, I don't know how your relationship went down before you were married. So the, the way that my relationship kind of went down is I've, I never really dated girls uh, when I was growing up or a teenager in college. It just wasn't my thing. I had a lot of friends that were girls, but I didn't really want to date anybody. And then for me, it was all about, hey, if I could just get them to agree to want to date me, that was enough, like, right? So it was about, it was really about the chase. And when, when the chase was over and I made it to where I wanted to go, which is them just to agree to go out on a date with me, then I was done. And I think a lot of us act that way with God. We finally get to a place that we're, we're searching and then we just settle in and we get comfortable. But hey, so then someone comes along for me, it was my beautiful, amazing wife, right? And she comes along and then, man, the chase never ends. It never stops because I always want more and more and more. I want our love to grow deeper. I want our friendship to grow deeper. I just want us to continue to, to know each other more and to grow. And as we change, we, we have to, to get to know the changes. And that's not always easy, but it's something that I want to continuously do. I never want to get comfortable in my marriage because when I get comfortable, I'm going to miss out on stuff that's, that's greater than the comfort. And I think that we get that way as Christians because we finally think that we've made it, whatever that means to you. And then we just settle in, we get comfortable, and God is saying, hey, you need to cross over. You need to cross the Jordan because there's more. There's more that I have for you. There's more that I want to do through you. And we're, we're thinking, hey, well, I, I kind of understand that, but at the same time, I'm pretty comfortable where I am. I don't really want the fights. I don't want the adversity. I don't want the persecution. I'm pretty, pretty comfortable right here. So what's it look like? I'm going to give you just a few things. The land of comfort looks like this. It's an easy life. Challenges are few and enemies are rare. The motto for the land of comfort is this, don't stir things up. Let's just kind of hang out, everybody get along, don't stir things up. See, it's an easy land to live in, and it's a really hard land to leave. Because as we're living in comfort, we don't want to leave to go somewhere that we're not really 
sure about. So the rewards may be few. The satisfaction may be gone. We won't be fulfilling our true Christian duty, but you know what? We're still comfortable. And I think a lot of us get there. So my challenge for us today is that, man, 2021 has been great. God has shown us faithfulness. People have have gotten saved. We've seen people be baptized. We've seen people grow closer to Jesus. We've seen relationships get restored. We've, We've been able to help and pour into the community. There's so much that God has done in this body. But what we can't do is say, hey, we made it. We're comfortable where we are because God has promised even more and more and we have to cross over. So here's here's what people say. And I want you to really be honest with yourselves. I'm going to give you just a few statements here. And man, if this is you and this is something that you say a lot, then maybe you've kind of just ventured into that land of comfort. I know it's wrong, but I'm going to do it anyway. I know God wants me involved in this ministry, whatever that ministry may be, but it's so easy to drift in and out of service on Sunday. I know this is what I should do, but I'm scared, so I'm not going to do it. How about this? Now, I want you to listen to this. What I'm watching wouldn't really please God, but I'm going to watch it anyway. Man, I know I should tithe, but I I really want that new outfit, and God really doesn't need my money. It's Sunday, I should be in church, but man, it's just so comfortable on the couch. And man, fortunately for you this morning, you could still be at church on the couch. How awesome is that? But if we say these things on a regular basis, and this is the life that we live, then I'm afraid that we've started to to get into and to settle into that land of comfort. And God is is standing with us and He's standing and He's saying, man, I promised you something greater. I promised you a life that's just so much more than this comfort that you've made for yourselves. And here's the point, and don't miss this. This is for us as a church. A church will prosper and succeed only in proportion to those who are willing to leave the land of comfort and engage in the mission of Christ. Man, see, a lot of people think that that systems and processes and, man, maybe a light show and a full band and a a pastor that, that preaches just really energetically or whatever it may be, people think that that's what, that's what it takes for a church to grow. And I want you to know that that's not the truth. The truth is a church will only prosper in proportion to the people within the body that say, I'm done living in the land of comfort and I want to fully engage in the mission of God. Man, and again, I praise God for you because you guys have said, hey, I want to be engaged in the mission. And this morning, as we, as we look forward to 2022, I want to encourage you to continue living life that way. That when you cross over the river, that there's another river that you're going to have to cross. Because comfort will settle in. And God's going to say, hey, there's more. 
there's more, there's more. And our responsibility as a Christ follower is to continue to chase after whatever he has for us. See, this land from God for the Israelites was a a great promise. It was a prosperous land. If they obeyed him, God would be with them to guide them, lead them, protect them, bless them. But again, it was full of sacrifice. It was full of challenge. It was full of hardship. It was full of loss. It was full of duty. It was full of persecution. And I want you to know that the mission of God for us is the same thing. Man, there's a great blessing eternally and right now. There's great satisfaction. And there's inner peace. There's there's inner joy. There's a sense of accomplishment of what God is doing to fulfill that mission that He has. But I want to be honest with you, it also takes sacrifice. There's going to be challenge. There's going to be hardship. There's going to be loss. There's going to be duty. There's going to be persecution. And that's the truth. And I don't ever want to sugar, uh, sugarcoat anything for you. The truth is that God has told us that Jesus was really clear when He said, hey, those who love Me, those who follow Me, the world is going to hate you because they hate Me. And we have to get to a place in our life where the promises of God and the mission of God is way more important to us than what other people think. It's way more important to us than than maybe the, the life that we have planned for ourselves. Because the life that God has for you is to promote Himself, to promote His mission, so that people may come to know the Savior of the world. Man, and that's a mission that I want to be engaged in. I want to be engaged in a mission, no matter what the cost, that people come to know God's love in a real personal way. That people who are on their way to an eternity separated from God, man, that they're snatched out of that hell, they're snatched out of that damnation, and they're brought into a relationship with God the Father. And we have the opportunity and the privilege to be on mission with God. And there's nothing that I can think of that's more important than that. And I know that for some of us, it's really hard to get there in our, in our minds and our hearts because, man, maybe we don't see the results that we want to see. But man, our job isn't to produce the results. Our job is just to be on mission and to be the hands and feet. And we allow the Holy Spirit to do what the Holy Spirit does and the Holy Spirit produces results. And we trust Him for that. We will never be the church that God desires us to be while we settle in the comforts that we've created for ourselves. And even even as a church... I think that we can settle into comforts. Man, even as a leadership team, I think we can settle in to some comforts because we've all, we've all had experiences of different ministries and we, we think that we know exactly how it should be and we just get really settled into what's comfortable for us. And, and sometimes God says, hey, I know you're comfortable with that, 
But you live in a community that maybe you need to do things a little different. Maybe you have to step out of your comfort zone as a, as a leader. Maybe you have to step out of your comfort zone as a church family. And maybe you have to step out of your comfort zone as a part of the body, as a member of the church of God. So that He can use you in ways that you never thought possible. Because as long as we're settled into this comfort, and we're never going to experience the life that God has for us. Here's what, here's what I know. I know that people, they want something that they can get behind. And they, they want some type, of, some type of purpose. They want some type of mission that's so critical, that's so important, that they can, they can rally around and they can be fully engaged in. And I want you to know today that that mission and that purpose is to follow after Jesus and to win a world that is lost and dying for Christ. Man, our job is to love God with everything that we are and then to love people. To show God's love to the world. And that's a mission that we can rally behind. Because there's, again, there's nothing greater than seeing someone who's lost, who's dying, who's broken, who's, whose heart is just so turned away from God, be completely changed and start to follow after Jesus. Man, there's nothing greater than seeing a marriage that's falling apart come and be restored because of who God is. There's nothing greater than seeing kids who maybe have wandered away come back to their parents and come back to God. There's, there's nothing greater than seeing dead people coming to life spiritually. Seeing relationships restored and reconciled. Seeing a world changed because the body of Christ is completely sold out to the mission. And the mission is to love God and to love people. And I don't want to sound cliche, but man, that's the truth. The truth, and the truth is so important. When we got to talk about the good news of, of Christmas and what the gospel really is, and the gospel is that God loves us so much. And when we experience that, man, it's our responsibility. It's our duty. And we should have the desire and the passion to share that with other people. Man, and I'm challenging you this morning not to get comfortable where you are. Not to think that, man, I finally made it. And now I really can just sit around. And the... the the purpose of the church is for the community, for the city to know who God is. And we do that by worshiping with everything that we are. We do that by continuously being on mission for God. Being engaged in the mission. I'm going to end just with, with this story. 
James Calvert, who was a, a missionary. And man, he went to um, the, the cannibals of the, the Fiji Islands, and these were some dangerous people. And when they got to the, to the banks, the ship captain tried to get them to turn back. And this is what the ship captain said to Mr. Calvert. He said, you will lose your life and the lives of those with you if you go among such savages. And James Calvert said this, we died before we came here. We died before we came here. And haven't we already as well? Man, Scripture teaches us that we lay down our life daily for the cause of Christ. When we decide to be followers of Jesus, when we decide that it's really time for us to, to stop running away and we accept the fact that God loves us, we accept the fact that we're sinful people and we need a Savior, that God's done everything necessary for that salvation, we, we then commit to follow Him wherever He leads. Our life is no longer ours but God lives through us. And I'm wondering this morning if you've, if you've taken that step, if you've gotten to the place in your life where you say, hey, I may be persecuted, but my life is already over. I've already died to myself. I'm following after Jesus and it's now Him who lives through me. Man, Jack Heil said this when commenting on the passage that we read this morning. He said, America is full of those who say we are tired of fighting. Let us relive our victories in the wilderness. It is time for us to rest and enjoy the fertile plains on the east side of the Jordan. Oh, these people still go to church. They just don't want to fight anymore. To be sure they love their conferences, their worship services, their sevenfold amen, and their anthems. They even love their Bible studies and their deeper life groups. Yet they never turn a hand to do anything in the battle. They gird no armor, grasp no sword, hurl no spear, throw no stones, shed no blood, render no sweat, and weep no tears. If the church canceled all its visitation programs, they would be angry, but they never show up for one anyway. If the church never baptized anyone, they would classify the church as being dead, but they never lead anyone to the baptistry. They talk about being crucified with Christ, yet they have no scars in their hands, no spear in their side, no jeering mob, no angry critics, no thorns on their brow. They have no pain. They suffer no heartache. They do not want to be called fanatics, and yet they glibly talk about being crucified with Christ. They want victories with no battles and crucifixion with no pain. Listen, the, the truth the truth is this. Now, we, we're in a battle, and God has called us to take up His armor. God has called us to be, to be just hands and feet and a, a spokesperson for Him. He's called us to stand up and to stand out. 
Man, I do not ever want us to be a church that's a church of comfort. A church that we just show up on Sunday and we we just we kind of go in and out of service. That's that's not why we're here. We're here because we know that we're in a battle. And we're allowing God to use us however He sees fit to use us. It's time for us to cross from the east side and to enter into the promises that He has for us as a church and as individuals. Man, it's time for us to not complain. It's time for us to to not always want something different. It's time for us to say, hey, here I am, send me. I'm ready for battle. I'm ready for war. I'm ready to fight. And what are we fighting for? We're not fighting for ourselves. We're fighting for the gospel. Because as the Apostle Paul says, the gospel is worth fighting for. The gospel is worth fighting for. There's people, there's people whose lives are at stake eternally. And God God has put us here. God has put us in this city to share the good news with people that need it. God has called us to be here in this city to help marriages be restored. God has called us here in this city to to help parents, to come alongside parents and, and help Man, you know the saying that it it takes a village. We live that out here at Impact Church because we know that it it takes a village. And if you knew our kids, man, you would agree with us. Man, we're all in this together. And in my prayer for you, for myself, for our church, is that we never settle in the land of comfort. That we don't get too caught up in what's already happened. Man, we praise God for it. We trust Him. Man, it helps us to look forward to the future knowing that He's going to continuously be faithful. Because we serve a God who only knows how to triumph. We serve a God who only knows how to win. And I don't know about you, but I like winning. I'm a competitive person, and winning is just something that I really like. Man, and when I'm on God's team, I know that the victory has already been won. Don't get comfortable where you are. And I praise God for you. And I'm thankful for you. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful that God has built a foundation here at Impact Church. I'm grateful that He's he's sent people to be a part of this family who love Him. And I just, I plead with you this morning, my, my cry for us is that we don't get comfortable where we are. That we continuously chase after Jesus. That we step into the land that He's promised for us. That we engage fully in the mission 
to help people know God's love, grow in God's love, and show God's love to the world. And that's my prayer for us. That's my heart for you personally, for your family. And I would love nothing more than for us to to see even more of God's blessings, His mercy, His grace, His faithfulness in 2022. Not so that we can boast about ourselves, so that we can boast about who God is and what God continuously does through His people. As a follower of Jesus, that's you. And don't get comfortable. Don't settle. Continuously chase after Jesus. He has something great for you. He has something great for us here at Impact Church. And I love you guys. And I'm so honored to be able to be one of your pastors, to, to lead, and to do life with you. To be on mission with you. As we close out this year, let's do so with our eyes fixed on the cross. With our focus just lasered in on Jesus. Ready for the battle. Whatever that looks like. Whatever He has for us. Let our battle cry be, Here I am, send me. Thank you for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast. For this and other messages, visit us online at impactharlem.org. In the meantime, you can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it on iTunes, and share it with your friends on social media. Once again, thanks for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast.